Hey guys, welcome to the sixth American Hard Enduro podcast. In this podcast, uh, Drew Kirby and myself, Will Presson, we're going to talk about the Battle of the Goats. We're going to talk about the upcoming TKO. We're going to talk about what happened at Romaniacs. Um, and of course, this uh, podcast is brought to you by SRT Off-Road. Uh, these guys provide some of the best add-on parts for your dirt bikes that you really need if you're participating in Hard Enduro. So give it a listen, and uh, thanks a lot. What's going on, Drew Kirby? What is happening, Will? Hey, man. Um, talk a little bit about what happened this past weekend, uh, Battle of the Goats. How was it? Oh, it was a great weekend. Uh, hopefully everyone's seen some of the pictures and the videos that have been coming out, and we apologize for the late podcast, but we all ended up staying Saturday night and hanging out and having a big campfire and all of our families were there. A bunch of guys hung out. Uh, just a great weekend all the, all the way around. Yeah. And there's absolutely no cell coverage uh, for our providers at Brushy Mountain Motorsports Park. So we had no um, live Facebook feed, no Instagram photos, nothing going up. So a lot of people were like, hey, where are y'all at? Yeah, absolutely. It was, you know, at times it's nice to be completely disconnected, but, you know, trying to get updates out, uh, it was not happening. So, um, yeah. So the format of Battle of the Goats is pretty awesome because it's you show up, you race. Um, That's pretty much it. You're all right there, Drew? Yeah, I'm here. Sorry. All right. Sound like you're choking. I apologize. Yeah, so you just show up, you race. It's a they've got a six hour time limit to complete two laps around. I think it's a sixteen to seventeen mile course, and um, seventy mile course only one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight riders completed the two laps. Ten riders made it to the second check or the first check on the second lap. And then um, approximately another, let's say, 29 people in total made one lap. So um, there were over 200 riders there this weekend, and, and 29 guys made a lap. And then there were another 46 that made it to the next check. So there's another 150-something guys that didn't even make the first check. So that kind of tells you how difficult the race was. Well, and that's so – that tells you, like you said, how hard it was. And, you know, there was a big threat of weather and rain, which it's rained there every year. The joke was it's going to re- we're going to rename it the Battle of the Boats. But, you know, we got lucky with the weather and it was slick, but it could have been a lot worse. Um, but going back to the format, uh, we talked to a lot of the pro guys and they said they really liked the one race long format instead of a bunch of short little get started, get stopping races. Um, so I thought that was interesting. Yeah. You, you kind of, you have to have a big property, um, to do that, to, to, you know, you have to have a lot of ground. I mean, I guess technically you could do that at tough, like roar, they've got a huge property and, you know, you could do that in different places, but the, the TKO knockout style of hard enduro is, it's kind of taken over. Um, so it, it's nice to have a, a race like battle of the goats where it's just one long race. Uh, I know guys like Mitch uh, Carvolf who didn't race battle of the goats this year, but he's always talked about how, Oh, we need a, you know, an epic Erzberg style American, you know, hard enduro and battle of the goats is kind of shaping into that right now. Uh, absolutely. And, you know, I guess let's talk about our, uh, 
results maybe go through the top 10 and then we'll get into our races and kind of what we thought about the day uh we had some really big names show up and uh colton haker was your, your winner on the day and i was surprised when uh he came around to lap me um i was about halfway through my first lap and he was the first one to come by and and i was surprised you know being a west coast guy but he was riding really great yeah and that west coast theme it kind of rang through <laughs> for the whole weekend because Max Gearston, I guess he led the first lap, um, and then I think Colton got by him somewhere and, and never looked back. But Max got second. Uh, Tristan Hart from Canada, which he's on the west coast of Canada, he got third. And then uh, Grayson Gonzalez out of Hawaii, he got fourth. Yeah, well, and, and I was, you know, I was kind of picking Tristan because after talking to him, uh, where were we, at uh, Enduro Fest, he said, you know, a lot of his terrain is more like what we have on the East Coast up in Canada. So I thought it might suit him better. Um, but it turns out he had some clutch issues, I think, on the first lap. And uh, he's running a KTM with a hydraulic clutch and it lost pressure, lost some oil. So he had to take some time for that. Not saying that would have changed the results, but um, that was what happened with him. Yeah, it looks like he was about six minutes, seven minutes back of Max at the first check. And then he stayed right there at the, at the second check. He didn't lose any time. And then on the first lap – or excuse me, on the first check of the second lap, he, he lost 14 minutes. So maybe that's where he had some clutch trouble. Um, and, then, and then the last section, <coughs> Colton smoked everybody by seven, eight minutes. So he, he really – well, really the second lap, Colton just dominated. I mean – really slow down at all and everybody else seemed to drop off quite a bit well it, it seemed like looking at some of the videos that some of the lines uh, and you know it may have been lap traffic I don't know how much you know he started I think on row four um you know I don't know how much that played into his first lap but it seemed like some of the hills some lines developed and got cleaned up a little bit um from what I've seen but you know who knows we we weren't out there for lap two we just <laughs> we were lucky to get one lap in well <laughs> I'm sure some got better, and I'm sure some got yeah. worse. It's just one of those things. But rounding out the let's let's go okay. through the top ten. Um, Quinn Wenzel, who also happens to be running second in the American Hard Enduro points right now, he finished fifth, and Nick Ferringer was right behind him, finishing sixth. He's running third in the American Hard Enduro uh, point standings. Then we got Liam Draper, um, and a fast GNCC guy, Stephen Edmondson. Is he, he's out of Virginia, yep. right? Yeah, I believe. It's either West Virginia or Virginia. Him and Chance are up there together. Okay. Then the ageless Chug DeLula running ninth. Yep. He, didn't, he didn't actually complete two laps, but he did get to the second checkpoint on lap two. Or, excuse me, the first checkpoint on lap two. And then Josh Rukensmith out of Tennessee, he rounded out the top ten. So, and, and then Ben Kelly right behind him. And Grant Baylor, I mean, some very solid riders not making the top ten. So, once again, you can see that was a pretty deep pro field. Oh, it was – man, it was stacked. And, you know, we, we originally were hoping we might crack the top ten because, you know, East Coast, some stuff that we're kind of used to. But, man, when we saw who all was coming, it was uh, definitely a, a top-heavy field. And, and I think they got their money's worth. I, uh, I was on our last big climb. I can't remember what the name of it is. And uh, Grayson was just about to the top where we were. And Quinn came into it, and he got about halfway and fell over, and he was cramping. You know, he said, man, I'm spent. He said, I, this is all I've got. And he was running uh, fifth place at that point, and that's where he ended up finishing on his second lap. Yeah, well, it, it, you know, it, it's an interesting race, and um, 
you know, a lot of the stuff is very visually intimidating and doesn't turn out to be that hard. And then some of the other stuff that doesn't look like it's going to be that hard is just so slick with the roots and the clay and the rocks that yep. I mean, you just can't go anywhere. Well, and in, in, in the off camber, and then you take everything you just said and put it on the side of a hill, and, you know, you can't go anywhere. And I, I, There were several times when I got to the bottom of the hill and looked up and thought, I don't know how I'm going to get up there. And, you know, you just start picking away and, and work your way up there. Yeah, and, and funny enough, my race was is kind of backwards because I did really well on the named sections. I, I feel like I was passing people like crazy on those sections. And then there was one pretty easy downhill right after the scariest downhill there where I ran over a 45-degree angle branch. And it wasn't even a log. It was just a branch. And, man, it put me down so hard. <laughs> and then, then later on in the lap um, – at the top of one of the more difficult named sections, you know, I cleaned the whole section was riding good. And I ran across a, another angled log and it spit me down the hill off of some off camber. And I literally spent, I'm going to say it was 30 minutes trying to get back on the trail. I didn't want to go down the hill cause I knew I had to do that named section again. So I'm trying <laughs> to fight my, fight my way back up to the, um, to the single track, to the very off camber single track kept running through, you know, just huge holes in the ground. Um, you know, it's like a 45 degree angle off camera. Couldn't climb, couldn't, couldn't get footing. I just kept sliding further and further and, and getting into more log crossings. It was just a nightmare. And, and I know two riders got by me there, but that's part of it. Well, it was in, and you know, we, we've obviously talked a lot about it in the last few days between ourselves and, you know, some of our other buddies and it, it was such a long race. I'm having trouble remembering everything that happened and, much less on which hills it happened. And I've looked at some GoPro and probably for me, the, one of the, the hardest parts of the race, it, the hill wasn't that bad. It was, I think it was called Smoky Holler or Smoky, I think Smoky Valley. Um, yep. And I got up in it and caught traction and my bike looped out and I ended up going backward. You know, I was facing the wrong way down the hill um, and, and ended up breaking the computer on my bike, which was probably the biggest, uh, injury to my bike for the weekend <laughs> but uh and then my my master link comes off and so there i am stuck in the side of this hill and luckily there was a spectator there who helped me move my bike because four or five guys were coming and you know i had to luckily had a master link in my camelback uh got it put back together and was able to continue on but there were just so many spots that you know there was it was a push fest for sure yeah and i guess my um my biggest bike failure similar i looped it out really hard and it just landed right on the throttle housing and smoked that that you know piece of cast whatever it is on the throttle housing it broke and i bent my bars and my front end was all out of alignment and luckily my throttle housing stayed together um basically that rubber piece that kind of goes from your throttle cable up around it kind of held it together but uh when i got it home and the bike washed and i pulled that apart man the thing just fell off in the floor it's pretty hilarious. <laughs> well, I th at least it stayed together and you were able to finish. I mean, that was, you know, I'd never had trouble with a master link coming off until, what, six months ago. I think Mitch was here riding with us and, or maybe longer than that. And uh, he carried a master link. He said, man, I always carry a full master link in my camelback. And so that saved that ride. And from then on, I've had one, but that's something I'll have in, uh, in my camelback from, from now on moving forward for sure. 
Yeah, that that's something I don't carry. So uh, now that you say that, I, I have one in my toolbox. Maybe I just, yep. I mean, it doesn't weigh anything. Yep. Not only it's, it, if it saves your day, then it saves your day, right? Yeah, it, it, without a doubt. And I don't know. And, you know, and that's one thing to check before the race is I don't remember looking to make sure the clip was even on there before the race. So, you know, should have been, right. you know, add that to the checklist of uh, pre-race. Do you run your clip on the inside or the outside of your chain? So I've always run it on the outside facing out. Um, and then I, I saw a tip from, I think, Paul Bolton to turn it to the inside. So your chain guide doesn't yeah. rub it, but I haven't done that. So maybe that's on the list too. Well, I, I always figured if it was on the inside, you really couldn't hit it on a rock. Um, it would be more difficult. Yeah. I guess you still could, but if it's on the outside, you, you're way more likely to hit everything on the you know far side of that swing arm. But I don't know. That's that's a something to think about, I guess. Oh, absolutely. Um, but so so, what else from the weekend? I mean, God, there's it seems like there's so much to talk about, and I'm kind of drawing a blank right now. That I mean, obviously it was hard. Well, um, how did you end up? You you won the A class, yep. so you got you another number one plate. Yep, got I ended up 17th overall, um, and it was man, it was I ended up riding with Chance Baker and uh, Ryan Benefield, and uh, and, you know, we, we pulled each other up, I think, two of the last hills. And I spent second half of the race riding with Chance. He'd actually hurt his back early in the race. And um, and so we kind of ended up – we didn't – we weren't purposely riding together, but we always ended up around each other. And it was after, golly, one of, one of the hills. It was the scariest downhill there was there. Um, after um, – Yeah, another yeah, one. That one. <laughs> and, and Chance just rode off of it. And I, I was scared to death. And he got to the bottom and, and – and all of a sudden it spit him off the bike down the hill. And man, I thought he was really hurt. And luckily he, he just kind of bruised his hand, but I, I got off the bike bulldog down the hill and got him out from under his bike. So that, that might've been the most eventful slash scary thing uh, of my race. But so, but yeah, I ended up 17th. We, we kind of all crossed the line there together. And um, I think my favorite section was, it was something that was visually scary, um, but shoots and ladders, Tyler, Tyler built an awesome ramp that uh, had some shingles on it. Um, and that wasn't that bad, but before it, there was like, what, five, six foot tall waterfall you had to ride up. Let's just say it was 10 feet because it felt huge. Yeah. And so, and and if you've seen our highlight video, it's the one that Chuck Galula makes it to the top and then falls (laughs) back down. So I've been making sure to give him a hard time about that, but, uh, so it was it was nothing bad, but man, it felt good when I was sitting on top of it for sure. Yeah, and um, talking about riding with people, um, I ended up spending the majority of my day riding with Nick uh, Didokovic. Um, he's one of the guys that uh, was wearing short sleeves, and man, he kills it. I think he's from Pennsylvania. I also rode a lot early with Grant Baylor, and then later on with Jason Gilliland. So those guys were all uh, 12th, 13th, 14th, and I ended up 15th. So um, I actually switched over to the pro class because I'm just I, – I was sick and tired of the A-class bottlenecks. I'm a slow starter, so, any you know, if I can get out, out front a little bit, it, it really seemed to help me. So I was glad to have made the move. Um, hopefully uh, that's not going to end up costing me – later on but well, oh well i man and you started so the way the, the way battle of the goats worked is we started in rows of five 
um, one minute apart, like a, a, a national enduro start. So the pro class, they had, I think, seven or eight rows of riders. And then the A class started on row 10. Um, and so it really put, you know, me starting on row 10, Will was on row three. So I, I had several bottlenecks pretty early on that, that we were working with because, you know, it's just part of it. Um, well, I almost, I almost immediately within the first half mile, I went down in this little like two <laughs> yep. foot wide ditch. Oh, it was got deep. the bike on top it of me, deep. and the next two or three rows went by while I was trying to swim out from under my bike. But anyways, um, so I, I feel like I had to deal with some pretty good bottlenecks, and you know had to pass back those people that got by me, um, which was a struggle. But at the same time, my GoPro footage is pretty cool because it looks like I passed a lot of people, <laughs> even though they just passed me. <laughs> Yeah, it, it it's and it. I've been watching Liam Draper's GoPros out there, and Ben Kelly's is as well. And you know, watching them and and you know some of the lines they took, and you know they they were all bottled up together at times. Um, one thing I did want to mention is I heard Grant Baylor was running a standard uh, Kenda Washugal Nobby with not even the softest bib in it. So, man, uh. to me, it's even more impressive that he got. Would you say he got twelfth overall, thirteenth? Yeah, oh, he got twelve. I, I cannot even imagine trying. Um, so yeah. that that makes it you know way more impressive to me what he did. <laughs> right on. And then um, looking down the list a little bit, um, the top B rider uh, Justin Sanford, he made it. Um, he made it one check. So we didn't have many B class riders because they ran the the B riders actually ran the same exact course as the pros yep. and the A's. Um. So, I mean, good on them for making it that far. I mean, there were a bunch of them and not, but let's see, three people made it one check. It, it, you know, it took, it took a long time to make one check. Oh, what? But, you know, they did it. And, and that, you know, speaking of checks, we've had a lot of people say we should have had more checks. We should have had the checks sooner. Um, and, and it's something we're working on. In Ohio, we had four checks and we really had a hard time getting the results um, figured out. And, you know, we haven't, they, it was the guys up in Ohio had a real hard time. So we talked to Tyler and said, Hey, maybe to simplify things, let's just do one check. Um, and maybe we should have had two checks. Um, a lot of people have mentioned possibly one when we came back through the Enduro cross would have been a good spot. And, you know, that might've rewarded a lot of those B guys with at least a place. Um, so, and we're working yeah, on it guys. It's something it, for the future. You know, we're definitely, we're, we're thinking and working on it. Yeah, and, and the kind of the devil's advocate argument to having that an early check right after the enduro cross track is well, if if somebody got through that check, and then they realize it's going to be a real struggle to get to the next check, they might be more prone to quit uh, yep. or you know to yep. pull off. Um, when you've got to make it to that first check, even though it's eleven miles in, I mean, you really freaking fight to get there. Um, and you know, I know all these guys are fighters. I mean, all most hard enduro riders really hate quitting but that's kind of been the back and forth i've had with eric kudla quite yeah. a bit well and you know and it's something new and it's something we're trying and you know hey we're we're trying to make the best races possible so we'll just keep keep trying um yeah um and then the of course we got to talk about the oh, women's yes. class um there were four four women that raced only one rachel gudish she made um a full lap and and she i guess they raced the c course so they didn't do the pro lines but still quite impressive for rachel she won uh the tough like roar women's class and i mean she's a legit factory beta gncc pro so 
She knows what she's well, doing. And, and speaking of the women, um, I heard this weekend that there are 15 uh, female riders signed up for TKO, which I think is awesome. Um, you know, I wish we could get some more to come on out to some of our races, you know, but it, it's awesome that there's 15 of them. They're going to be there uh, not this weekend, but next weekend down in uh, TKO. Yeah, so I guess we can kind of transition into a little TKO talk. Um, in, I mean, anything else we need to say about Battle of the Goods? Well, um, I mean, one I, thing that I was impressed with is Max Kirsten. Um, you know, like you said, West Coast guy. And uh, when Colton got by me, it was about, I don't know, five, ten minutes. And, and I heard a bike come and turn around, and it was Max. And I was excited because, you know, Max – is one of becoming one of my favorite pros just really nice guy. And, uh, I think he's really taken to the East coast stuff. He's been out here doing a little training. I think it's paying off for him. Yeah. I guess he spent a little time with Quinn Winsel and Chuck, uh, Delula up in PA and Ohio doing some riding the last week. And his results significantly improved from the Ohio yeah, and race. It was, you know, we got lucky with, with the chance of some rain. Um, we didn't have, the typical August heat like we had in Ohio, man. I mean, you got out of the truck in Ohio and it hits you and you were sweating. And so Mm -hmm. it was, it was warm and it was hot, but it wasn't anywhere near as bad as it was in Ohio. So I think that played Max definitely mentioned that the Ohio race that had a big effect on him, uh, the heat. Cause you know, I found him at one point with his head down, just, he said, man, I'm, I'm too hot. So, um, that might've been a thing. And, you know, back to TKO, that's something it looks like we may be dealing with here in a couple of weeks. Yeah, um, I haven't even looked because the weather changes so much. I, you know, I know it's probably a 50% chance of rain in low 90s, but um, I'm, I'm scared to look. But so to close out, like you said, on Battle of the Goats, um, I think Tyler and, and all the guys over at Brushy Mountain did an awesome job, put on a great event. Um, Colton said, you know, Hacker, it was one of his – favorite events and you know we're moving in the right direction for hard enduro in the u.s and um one of the things tyler mole did that we didn't know or i didn't know he was going to do is um the anonymous donor who donated some purse money um in honor of mark overture or overture excuse me um tyler had a nice plaque made up for mark's wife and we didn't know mark's wife was going to be there so he presented her with that plaque and, and we got a nice picture with her and uh in front of the top 10 and their checks they got. So that was a real nice touch by Tyler, I thought. Yeah, I may have had a little hiccup in my throat and, and possibly some sweat running uh, down yeah, my was, eye. When, yeah. when I, there was a little – there was a tearjerker. Oh, it, um, it, was, it was awesome and unexpected. And, you know, stuff like that kind of makes, you know, it. we're doing this for fun and, you know, real life, but it, it impacted, you know, everyone. Yeah, and, and Mark, you know, obviously was a big part of the weekend. So – um we're super glad that Tyler did that and the Overturf family was there and the Delulas and all the guys that were real good friends with him were, were in town. So yeah, it was pretty cool race. And, uh, and we went out and had a little tribute to him, um, Saturday night, Chuck and a bunch of the Pennsylvania guys, we went up on the mountain and, and said some kind words about Mark on his favorite Hill. And, um, so it, it was a nice <laughs> closeout to the weekend for sure. So cool. So, all right, so wrapping that up, let's talk about the AHE point standings, which I have not posted on the website yet. Um, I'm going to try to do that today. Um, really, Wade Young is leading with 100 points. Um, so his injury to his foot in Romania is going to be very interesting. Um, 
We don't know if he's coming to TKO. I've heard he may have to have surgery. If that's the case, then he's out. Um, obviously, TKO is not in our series, but the Saddleback race is two weeks after TKO. So, we don't know if Wade's coming. Yeah, well, and he, and he so, said in his video after the Romaniacs, he was, you know, he had pulled out trying to get healthy for the last few American races. So, it gives me hope. But, you know, that was one day after pulling out of Romaniacs. I don't know if he'd seen another doctor. You know, things have changed with his foot. So, Time will tell. Okay. Well, let's face it. If Wade comes, he's the odds-on favorite to win Saddleback. Yep. So, and he has a 10-point lead. So, it, it, you know, even if he was to get second, which, eh, I mean, he is dominant. Yep. Um, he's, he's probably he's – the, he's the shoe-in. Yep. But if he doesn't make it – get interesting. We got – yeah, we got Quinn and Nick are within four points of each Ooh. other. So, that, that top spot, you know, it's going to be a fight. And then Max, I don't think Max will be at Saddleback, but he's he's running fourth right now. And then Rukin Smith is two points behind Max, so I'm pretty positive he'll be at Saddleback. Yep. So he he could move into the top three or four along with let's see Stephen Edmondson. He's a little bit further back, but um, you know the, the top three is still up for grabs. That's hey, that's that's what we're looking for. So we got one more round. Um... You know, TKO's in the middle, um, and we're working on some stuff for Saddleback. We haven't put anything out there. So after the race, we're going to have an award ceremony um, for the series. Um, we've got – Kenda said they're going give, to give some tires to all the finishers. Uh, we got some other cool stuff we're going to be giving out. Um, we may be having a little get-together, everyone hanging out. So stay tuned for details on that. Yeah, um, and, and we're, we got some pretty unique – well, they're not – necessarily unique but some pretty cool um awards for the for the top three in each class so i think everybody will want to be there for that should be cool i can't wait to see him right on um so tko's coming let's talk about it yeah um so i know that cody's out yep so the 1400 time (laughs) defending champion it feels like he's won it every year um i guess he's only won it what four or five times in a row? Five or six, I thought. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go with five. Okay. Let's just say five. Uh, okay. Well, so who? I mean, Wade. He's a question mark. Yep. But if he's if he's there, he's obviously one of the yep. favorites. Mario will be there. You, you get Mario's going to be there. He's he's a favorite. Um, Manny. Manny is definitely a yep. favorite. And and I Billy Bolt said in one of his blogs he put out about a month ago he was coming. Um, I asked Colton about it this weekend, and he said he was not coming. So um, I think Colton would probably know a little more updated if he was going to be there. So that was kind of a bummer. I was looking forward to meeting Billy. He looks like an interesting character and uh, seeing and seeing <laughs> what he could do there. Well, and then obviously you said Colton. He's he's coming. He's got to be in the oh, yeah. uh, you know in the conversation, yep. especially after this past weekend. He can obviously handle the humidity. Yep. Um, Max. From uh, Arizona, he'll he'll be here. Yeah, Tristan um, Hart. Who Tristan else? Tristan Hart. Did I lose you? All right, you're breaking right. up. You still, yeah, I'm still here? Tristan Hart was the was the next one on my list. I was thinking of. Okay, um, and then yep. you know Nick Ferenger, Josh Rookin Smith, um, yeah, Quinn, Quinn Winslow. Winslow. We've got you know all the guys that I think were you know your top ten from this weekend, um, and I think T- Ben yeah, Kelly, ben Kelly uh, Liam Draper. Mm-hmm. Um, Mm-hmm. I don't know if Grant Baylor's coming after this weekend. And it, it <laughs> honestly, you know, it was crazy because Ben Kelly, 
Saturday after we did the awards, everyone had pretty much left. And I looked over and his sprinter was still there and the KTM sprinter was still there. And he was just chilling under the easy up talking to his mechanic. And I went over and started talking to him and I'm like, dude, you all right? He goes, man, I'm spent. He said, that was, that was gnarly. And, uh, so, (laughs) but, uh, like I said, I think he got his money's worth. So yeah, but he'll, he'll be there. Um, I haven't heard of any other factory KTM guys that may be making an appearance. Well, what's the over under on the number of Hawaiians that are in the finals? Five. I know. Let's do it four and a half. (laughs) Or three and a half. Three and a half. Because I can think of one. And then there's always like six more that show up. Well, the Satterfield boys, they're always right there. And then obviously Grayson um, Gonzalez, he's got a, a good shot. So. Maybe we should make a betting line on this and, and put something up for grabs if, if somebody can guess all the Hawaiians that make the finals at TKO. Well, and one thing about TKO, you know, we're we're trying to get our series going and, and we're getting more and more riders. But, man, it seems like TKO brings dudes out from not only other countries but all over our country. We've got a ton of West Coast guys coming. Um, and, and, you know, usually, you know, our goal personally, or my goal personally, I won't speak for you, is to make it to Sunday and then make it to the top 25 on Sunday. And in years past, we can look down the list, and there's usually 20 to 22 guys that are pretty much guaranteed, like, you know they're getting into that top 25, and that leaves, like, three open spots for mm-hmm. guys like us. And, and man, I, I don't know this year if there's going to be even that many spots. There might be, like, one – spot for us and man there's so many you know i mean there's so many good good riders well in, in those spots with each big name that commits oh. like i don't know if graham jarvis says he's coming yep. there's a spot gone yep. you know if and this is, if Co- and this is the game we play each year you know will and i call each other yeah. like oh another one's confirmed dang so yeah but i mean you know it's just I, and and honestly there. Yeah, you there, Drew? I've lost you again. Out of the Saturday race. So, I mean, that top 30 is going to be tight. I mean, there's going to be some guys who traditionally, I think, make Sunday who are not going to make Sunday this year. I mean, we could be one of them or two of them. Well, and and you're talking about that top 30 on from, from Saturday. You've got 60 or – is it 60 or 70? 70. I think it's 60 guys, 70 guys that are pre-qualified into the second yep. race – from races around this country, obviously probably 70 won't show up. I mean, you're probably not going to get the top 10 from Last Dog or from uh, Enduro, Fest. Enduro yeah. Fest or Sticks and Stones or whatever it is, but um, I bet you there'll be 50. Oh, yeah. I bet 50 out of those 70 show, and that's 50 guys that have finished pretty well in you yeah. know the hard Enduros around well, the country. Yeah, 50 guys that can ride. I mean, no, you know, legitimate. And, it, man, the number of good riders, like I said earlier – has really increased. I mean, you know, we're, we see them and it's been, it's been kind of cool. You know, our series, we kind of really got going again, July 4th at tough, like Rory, man, we've been seeing everyone every two weeks at races. And so, you know, it's been busy and that's why we're kind of slow getting stuff out, but there's just, you realize how many good guys there are out there riding. And, and I'm not meaning to sell those guys short that have to race that first race on Saturday, because there's always oh, yeah. a couple guys first race is like Ben Kelly did it a few years ago um I mean there's always somebody really fast that ends up either making it you know into the top 25 or maybe even making it to the finals oh yeah well I mean that's like that's what Ben Kelly did you know it was before we had the qualifiers he showed up and 
you know, they thought he was cheating. He was doing so good on Saturday. And he, he, over, he overalled Saturday <laughs> and made it to the finals on Sunday. So, you know, there's, there could be yeah, – absolutely, there could be one of those guys. All right, so also TKO this year has added a Friday um, hot lap for the amateurs, to, for the non-Sunday pre-qualified yep. riders. So all those guys that have, have made it to, you know, made it to the top 10 um, spots for their, um, you know, in their state championships, they are allowed or, you know, they, they can race the, the, the hot lap on Friday and get your spot for the second race on Saturday morning. Uh, or I guess yep. it's midday Saturday, um, but they don't necessarily have to. And if they don't, then they're going to be bumped to the back of those 10 rows of pre-qualified riders. Is yeah. The way and, I and we had, that's exactly the way I understand it as well. So I think we're good on that. Um, it came out, I think last week um, that that prologue is going to be around a three to five minute uh, lap. And we're doing one lap for, you know, a time starting position. So it's going to be interesting to see what they throw at us. I, I'm kind of thinking some of the enduro cross track with a little bit of, of the hot lap slash main event course, um, you know, and it, it might take somebody three minutes. It may take someone else 15 minutes. Um, but I thought maybe, you know, and this is just a, a wild guess. I have no information on this. I thought maybe they might just send us on the women's um, Sunday uh, like course. They're, well, well, or they're, I yeah. think they're, the, the women's finals is Saturday afternoon. And so, you know, that's where they're, that's where their final okay. race is. So maybe they will use that. Um, that's not a, that's not a bad idea. So that, that wouldn't make sense. Yeah. So, but in. Yeah. That just popped yeah, in my yeah, head. Absolutely. And that kind of, you know, save them some layout, but um, it, it does start at two o'clock on Friday. So that race, it will be running from two to five. So they've got to run. I'm thinking about 350 of us through there. So I guess that's why it's so short, um, you know, so they can get that knocked out from two to five on Friday. Are they going to start us like 30 seconds apart? I, I haven't heard know? that. I, I would assume 15 to 30 seconds apart, just based on how many riders they got to get through there. Uh, I'm excited yeah, I know. just thinking I think, about well, it. And, and I think we're going down Thursday is the plan now. So, you know, try to get down there and check things out. It's always, you know, one of the biggest races. Eventually of the year. The, yeah. Eventually this is going to be like a week long festivity. Hopefully. Well, yeah. And we've got, you know, we've got some guys coming in. I think the moans are coming in town on Tuesday of next week and uh, Max is flying back in on Wednesday. So, you know, people are starting to head this way uh, early next week. Yeah, sounds good. I, I know um, – oh, what's uh, Haker, uh, the, oh, the Holger, German guy? Holger, Holger Dieterman. Holger, Holger yeah. Dieterman? Yeah, he, he's going to be here on the okay. 12th. So uh, Watch out. The crazy German is yeah. back. Right on. So uh, hopefully he will have his bib slash tubeless setup figured out yes, early on absolutely. this time. Absolutely. Um, well, God, anything else? I mean, I'm pumped for TKO. I got a lot of work to do. I'm sitting here in my basement looking at a bike in pieces. Uh, I, I think when I – the loop out I mentioned before from Battle of the Goats, when, when I was trying to get my bike up, my front fender was bent all the way around and it was touching my handlebars. So, I definitely need to, to get to work on that. <laughs> I need a new master link for sure. Well, l- let's talk a minute about uh, Okay, Romania. cool. Yeah. Well, and that was – and that which, was which, we missed because we didn't have cell phone service. We missed the final day on Saturday. Yeah, we kind of knew what happened um, the first three days, but going into Sunday, um, I guess Manny had a little bit of a lead 
over Alfredo yep. and Graham. And it, it, it looks like everything kind of stayed, you know, that way. But um, I guess Graham lost a little more time on day four. And um, Alfredo actually, no, he, he finished a minute behind on day four. So I guess there was some panic at the finish line when Manny was trying to climb that last hill from one of yeah, the videos. Yeah, he said he had saw. a 40-second lead and he could see Alfredo coming. Um, and, yeah, it looked like sheer panic. And, and I did read, you know, I hadn't watched much video, um, but Jarvis lost both of his GPSs on the final day. And so, yeah, he, oh, he was having to wait and follow people. And then he, you know, so he was doing that. And uh, so that, I think that's what really cost him on the last day. But I, he had a good enough lead. He was able to stay on the podium in third. Yeah, he still was on, in third by 33 yeah, minutes. Fourth, so. fourth okay. was Taddy. And then Johnny Walker, fifth. Billy Bolt, sixth. Mario Ramon, seventh. Um, David Cyprian, eighth, uh, Paul Terez, ninth, and then uh, Joseph Garcia Montoya, tenth. And then the the first American finisher is Keith Curtis, the guy that won Sticks yep. and Stones. What did he finish? 18th, right? Uh, eight, oh. 18th overall, which is, is – I'm pretty sure he's done better than that before at Romaniacs. Yeah, I thought Cody but, had said maybe like a top ten or a tenth place finish one year for him. Yeah, but 18th, man, that's impressive with those the best riders well, in the world. And, and for sure. I also read that Mario had something. He was in third or fourth place going into day four and had something. It was a real bad day. I don't know any specifics of why he got he fell all the way to seventh. Uh, well, yeah, he lost two hours and 36 minutes okay. on day four. So, yeah, something happened. And, and he lost two hours and 36 minutes, and he only finished off the lead by two hours and 56 minutes for the total yeah, event. So been, that would have put him in yeah, fourth place. I knew he was, that was a big, a big shake-up. Um, and then in the silver class, what uh, I think it was Dustin McCarthy ended up fifth place, right, USA zone? Yeah, riding for Chocolate Mountain Ranch, whatever <laughs> well, that is. Uh, you know, we, we had the pleasure of meeting him at Rev Limiter and Enduro Fest, and I wonder if he'll be coming to TK. I mean, there's another spot, you know. It's like, dang. Yeah, he – when he's on a dirt bike, he looks like Fabio because he's got that long blonde flowing, hair, you know, blonde, blonde hair. But yeah, Dustin won the prologue silver class um, at, you know, the, the first day at, at Romaniacs. So he started out with the lead um, and, and did really well. I mean, I think that's his first trip over there. So fifth place. Awesome. Well, and, and I think Paul Bolton, I saw a post from him. He was really proud of a 16 year old who finished the gold class. Um, youngest rider to finish. Wow. He broke two fingers in the prologue and still toughed it out. And I don't remember what place he got, but I know he was a finisher. Um, and, and then Man. the other thing I want to mention, and uh, I haven't heard from or, or know how he's doing, but James Stones, he ate it hard in the prologue. Um, he he hit a wooden ramp, cleared a log, and overshot it, and then hit the next wooden ramp, and, and the front wheel caught that log. And, man, he went down – hard so hopefully he's doing all right i haven't heard any updates from him yeah i think i saw oh, that video man, I, I would have been on a stretcher leaving with you know multiple injuries i'm sure <laughs> so right well how's your knee doing yeah, well, this weekend dude? well so the good news from this weekend is I, I did not sustain any new injuries so i hadn't told too many people but it uh the high race i messed my knee up pretty good and got probably the gnarliest bruise i've ever had and uh, was at the doctor on Monday and, uh, he said, it's all just blood swelling, um, and fluid. So it looks like I'm good to go if I can keep the swelling down. So 
so far so good. I've been icing it and trying to be as uh, easy as possible on it. Nice. Well, it's, it's about time to get back in the woods, um, to get ready for TKO. I mean, it, it's right around the corner, about yeah, 10 days absolutely. away. So, um, but I think that's it. And what, one thing I hadn't mentioned to Will, and, and I don't know if we'll be able to pull it off, but I thought about trying to do TKO daily updates, like a small, short podcast. We don't have cell service there. We've got <laughs> Wi-Fi, but I don't know if it'll upload or not. So you got any thoughts on that? Yeah, I think we could definitely record um, and hopefully go around to some of the riders and, and you know, get their opinions of what happened that day so obviously friday and saturday will mostly yep. be amateurs but there's some pretty fast amateurs that, that well, we can and, talk and to again we've got wi-fi there at the, the shop so maybe that's something um we can pull off but so let's wrap this podcast up with will's must need must have feature on his bike so <laughs> I, we, we've been through uh everything well first of all we need to talk about srt and how they are the the sponsor and they're the ones making this podcast happen. And I definitely put my SRT pipe guard to use this weekend. It was wrapped around my SRT pipe and it survived. And uh, <laughs> I had a couple guys knocking their pipes like completely out of the, the motor. Um, so I didn't have any issues and I definitely tested it out. So um, big thanks to Craig Thompson and uh, all the guys over at SRT. And I did um, yesterday evening, I dismounted my old pipe and I put a brand new SRT pipe on there for TKO. I hope I don't end up regretting <laughs> that, but um, the the other one was so twisted and bent. It was, it was into the radiator. Well, so it was I, time. I, I'm going to try to get a couple rides in before TKO. So I'm hoping the one that's on there will last and I can, uh, I can get a, get a new one mounted up before TKO. So, all right, Will. So last podcast after the uh, Fallen Timbers race, Bad Medicine, I went with the non-sexy pick of Barkbusters. What uh, what do you got for your must-have? Um, well, I don't think we've mentioned this yet, and it's just kind of one of those standards that you almost need for any form of off-road racing. But uh, a good skid yeah. play, oh no doubt. Um, and it's it's time for me to refresh my skid plate. Um, I've been running at a Cherby's all year and it's about being off the bike. Um, I know a lot of guys are running SXS and AXP and Enduro Engineering and you've got lots of options out there. Um, what, I mean, I wish SRT made a good skid plate. Yes. But uh, I know they make some, on, I think, for the older, uh, older chassis KTMs, like the 12 to 16 frames. Um, but, you know, when, when I was running a linkage bike, the uh, I think it's John Seahorn out in Washington, he he makes SXS, and it's Made in America product. But, unfortunately, he does not make one for the non-linkage XCW. So, I've been running the AXP skid plate. Uh, it's a French product, you know, so I'd rather buy support made in the USA. But, I actually, I'm on my second one. The first one made it 150 hours. Um, my favorite part about it is the way it mounts because – it just hooks up over the back of your frame at the back of the motor. You don't have to tighten it and bolt it. And it's just got two bolts up at the front of the skid plate. And when you pull those two out, like you're changing the oil or even cleaning, getting all that mud out of the skid plate, you take the front two bolts out. It just pops off there. Um, so it's real, real quick nice. to get on and off. Yeah. I, I'm probably going to bite the bullet and, and spend the money on that in the near future. Yeah. And they've got, they've got a, a thick, like an eight mil extreme skid plate that's a little thicker than the six mil standard one. So it's, 
you know, again, I'd rather buy local and in, in, in the USA, but it's, I've been happy with it so far. Right on. Well, sounds good. And, um, like Drew said, we'll, we'll come at you from TKO, hopefully more than once and, uh, let everybody know what's going on. Hopefully, uh, most of the people listening to this podcast will be there. Um, obviously we're going to have uh, our t-shirts for sale, hopefully to have a bunch of stickers and, you know, just looking forward to seeing well, everybody. And that's one thing I want to mention our, um, our lovely wives took time out of their day yesterday to go to our, our the guy that makes our t-shirts label industries. And we've got a new couple colors and, uh, we're working on. So, you know, if you've got all our other colors, we still got those. Um, but we've got some limited edition stuff that hopefully is going to turn out pretty good in honor of the good old USA. Sweet. Can't wait to I see them. I cannot wait either. So, but well, thanks everyone for listening, man. I appreciate it. All right. See you. Later.